Hey everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to another week's episode of Broadway Talks, where I sit down with Broadway stars and discuss the magic that is theater. In this episode, I'm joined by Aisha Jackson, who most recently starred in Frozen on Broadway. Hi, Aisha. Hello, hello. How are you? I'm great. How are you? How are you holding up? I'm good. I'm good. I am in New York. I was in Georgia for a few months with my family, but it's nice to be back home in my other home yeah um, in my own space here in the city how are you I'm doing well and studying a lot yes um, I'm still in high school yes uh, yes yeah. for creating this entire thing oh yeah I was school. just missing theater and all that so it's just kind of my own escape almost yes and, well, we miss yeah. it too so yeah I'm sure I'm sure So before we get into everything Frozen, Waitress, you know, everything that you've done across your amazing career, how did you get theater right from the very, very beginning? From the very, very beginning, I started theater, let's see, I was in the sixth grade. So like when I was younger than that, I was always singing with my family. So my entire family sings, my dad is a pastor, so we all sang in church together. So that was something that like singing just came naturally. And in the sixth grade, my eldest brother, he was, uh, he was attending a performing arts high school. Oh, wow. Okay. So your whole family is in this area. Yes. (laughs) Um, He's now a recording artist and he's a choreographer for like so many different people in the industry. So, um, but yeah, he came home and they were doing a production of Once on this Island and they needed um, someone to play the little girl. And he was like, do you want to audition? And I was like, yes. And I don't really think I knew what it was, but I knew that like my brothers were doing it. So I was like, sure, I'll do it. And I booked it. And then when I got into the room, I saw Team Moon and I was like, oh, I want to be Team Moon. Yeah. Um, and so that was like the beginning of it. But I was still in middle school. I ended up attending the same performing arts high school and we were doing a production of Aida and I was understudying Jakina Calicango. Um, She was the Nettie in the revival of Color Purple on Broadway. She's been in uh, Lovecraft Country. And when they see us, she's like amazing. Yeah. Um, But I was studying. Kind of worked with a lot of amazing people so early on. I grew up with them. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. But understudying her in Aida, I like went on for the role one like Saturday matinee that they gave us and I loved it. I felt so at peace on stage and I was like, I think this is how I want to use my gifts like going forward. And Mm -hmm. so I decided to pursue a career on Broadway, went to college for it. And then I moved to the city um, a year. Well, not a year, like a couple months after I graduated from college, didn't really have a plan. I didn't have money. I, I didn't have a place to stay. I didn't have a job, but I was like, well, here we are. I always like to say I have five bags and a lot of faith because I had Mm -hmm. a lot of cases for some reason. Um, But yeah, I just had faith and determination and I came to the city and uh, I believe with my hard work and God, I was able to make that happen. Yeah. And I mean, you did. (laughs) So you got your start um, on Broadway and Beautiful, the Carol King musical, which is an amazing show, as you obviously know. (laughs) And you were a swing for that production, right? Yes, I was a swing. I had the responsibility to cover six ensemble roles, uh, six of the ladies in the cast, and had to be prepared to go on for them at a moment's notice. (laughs) There were times where I found out I would be on 
like literally five minutes before the show or or um in the middle the show had already started and I was watching from the audience like refreshing and my um my stage manager and head of wardrobe came out to the back of the audience and like pulled me out of the audience and was like you're on and I was like oh okay well we're gonna talk about that later (laughs) (laughs) I promise that's something we're gonna do yes um, so before we get into obviously what's being a swing does and, you know, all of that type of stuff, what was it like to make your Broadway debut? Oh, my goodness. It was, I mean, simply amazing. First of all, I was making my Broadway debut with the likes of Jesse Mueller. So that was awesome to witness that up close and personal. Um, but no, I felt I felt very accomplished. Like, like I said, I came to the city. I didn't really have, I had like $150. I didn't really, like I got a job at Capizio and I didn't really have a plan, but I was like, I have to make this happen. And so that was like a year and a half later um, after me moving to the city um, that that dream came to fruition. And I actually auditioned for the national tour. They were auditioning for the national tour like a year in advance. And I remember praying being like, God, do they have a spot on Broadway? Like, why are they auditioning? <laughs> So early. Um, but for national tours, sometimes they audition that early just to secure people, you know, in the uh, in a contract. Yeah, because there's so many logistics that need to be worked out for. Yes, tour. yes. So but at this occasion, they had uh, a position opening up a swing position opening up and they needed someone to fill it. And so they my agent called me and was like, so they don't want you for the tour. But they were wondering if in the meantime, you wouldn't mind swinging on Broadway. And I was like, oh, let me think about it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it was it was an awesome experience. And and I learned so much, like being a swing, being a cover, they are the ones that saved the show. And mm-hmm. I I gained so much respect because, you know, in school, you don't always learn that like how they keep a Broadway show going. And the swings and the understudies and the replacements, that's how it happens. That's how a show can run on Broadway for 20 plus years. And, you know, so it was um, it was definitely a learning experience to to sit back and be a swing and like watch all the moving parts and learn six different ensemble women's parts. Like it was it was a lot. It was a whirlwind. Mm -hmm. And, you know, something that I'm really interested about is that obviously then you joined as a replacement. You weren't in the original cast. Um, and typically for replacement in Broadway shows, for at least from my understanding, they don't get too much on stage time before they make their, you know, debut. So what was it like for you covering six different parts as a swing, never knowing when you're going to go on as a replacement? It was anxiety inducing. Yes. <laughs> um, um, but no, so the first role that I went on, I luckily I had a date that was set for me to go on for the first part. So it wasn't like learn all of them and we'll, it is the luck of the draw. We'll see which one goes first. I knew specifically that I was going on for Janelle first because that was the first uh, person who had like personal days or something coming up. So that was a blessing. I was able to just focus on that one part, Um, but I did only have two weeks of rehearsal. So yeah, it was like, we're in a studio with a dance captain, um, Sarah Shepard, the amazing. She knows everyone's parts in the entire play. Um, yeah. But yeah, I was in the studio with her and with uh, the assistant uh, music director. And yeah, we just, we pounded it out, got it all done. And then yeah. you have what, you, what we call a put in. 
So mm-hmm. you get to, you do get to go on stage in your costumes with the set moving and everything. Everyone else is in street clothes, but you kind of get an idea of how everyone else is moving on stage and you figure out your blocking and the tracking backstage. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was lucky enough to have a put in and all that. So I did. So you were feel- able to do a put in for all of the roles or just Janelle, your first? So Janelle, <laughs> Janelle, the first one I was able to do a put in. I don't, I don't think I got to put in for all of it. Cause what happens is like, as you keep, um, so they did that put in specifically for me. Cause they knew that it was, you know, I was up next. Mm-hmm. Then for the next role, we just chose one that um, generally uh, goes on a lot. And so I think the next one we chose was little Eva. Um, but I didn't finish learning little Eva before I had to go on for little oh. Eva. Yeah. So, so what was that I, like? Was that just like chaos everywhere? It was me downstairs during intermission, watching rehearsal videos, making sure I knew where to go. It was the lovely cast shoving with love, as we like to call it, Mm -hmm. um, telling me, no, go that way or go over here or she does this. So it was me just asking questions the whole time, being like, okay, and then she does this. Okay, cool. And then I had note cards that I kept backstage. So just in case, because there's so many different cues, I would write down the cues for each character. And I had a little ring with just my note cards for that track. And so when I was on for Little Eve, I had my note cards backstage and I was able to check in. That way, if I forgot something or, you know, was just flustered, I could check in with my cards and be like, okay, this is next and focus on that. So it's, it's a lot of being present in the moment asking people for help, not being afraid to ask and not being afraid to mess up because, you know, you know, it it might happen, but it's also, you have to do your homework. So like, even though I didn't have all of the, um, all of the rehearsal time that I have for Janelle for little Eva, it was still my job to make sure I knew my harmonies, make sure I knew when she exited and entered, I know where she walks, know this, know that. So, um, that is on me. And so I had to do my homework and make sure I was prepared. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll get to your little swing appearances a little bit later on, um, which I'm excited to listen about how that all stories. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to hear about many all, stories all for swinging and for standing by. Ooh, yeah. A lot. Yeah. Um, and so then your next show was Waitress, which is again such an amazing show. Um, and a pretty different show in terms of like theme and just content than beautiful. obviously (laughs) um so yeah and you were in the ensemble for that show so how did you kind of make that transition between not knowing when you were going to go on or learning so many different roles to having kind of that set um routine every night or every matinee or you know well I honestly prefer having that set routine (laughs) because you come into the building and you know what you're responsible for so mm-hmm. even though swinging was like a fun experience for me, there were moments where I was actually, I actually would get down when I would have to come in and like sit downstairs and watch everybody else get ready for the show. And like, I'm not on and I have to figure out something to do. You know, I would have moments where I'm like, oh, this is cool. I can do whatever I want to during the show or I can watch, or I can do this. But then I would also have my moments where I was like, I wish that I was upstairs like doing the show tonight. Um, so I actually left beautiful to do my first off-Broadway show, um, Invisible Thread, at Second Stage Theater. And so that was like going to an ensemble role that was on every night. Um, 
And then after doing that, made the the hop on over to waitress. And so I was already in the in the vein of like, you know, being in an ensemble part and going on nightly. Um, but I actually preferred it. And it was a goal of mine to transition out of swinging. I love swinging. I had my little swing brain, as we like to call it. I was able to keep everything organized up there. And it's not easy to do it. You know, not everyone no, can. Not everyone can, can swing. It. So it's a really that, big deal. <laughs> That is not everyone's area of expertise. And so I was grateful that I was able to um, adapt and catch on quickly. But after I left Beautiful, I kind of told myself that I didn't want to swing anymore. So my next goal was to be in an ensemble role or a supporting role or something like for me, I've had this vision for my career to always like take a the next step up to not really make lateral um, shifts, which, you know, everyone's career is different. I'm not saying, I know people who have swung their whole career and they they love it. It's just for me, I knew I had certain goals like, okay, swinging, great, I got that. Let's do an ensemble role that's on every day. And then let's do a supporting role and then let's be a principal. And then let's like have a one woman show. Like that's, that's where my brain is. And so um, booking waitress was, it checked off a lot of boxes for me because I was reaching that goal of, okay, you booked a part that's on every night in a Broadway show. You are in another, um, you're in your first original Broadway cast. You are going to be on your first original Broadway cast album. And I got to perform on the Tonys. And like, so it was like all of these um, goals that I had set for myself that I was able to check off with Waitress. Yeah. It was, I mean, and also working with Sarah Bareilles. I mean, come on. I mean, of course. Amazing. <laughs> That's just like, that wasn't even on my list. I was like, yes, add that yeah, to the list. Add that to the um, list and check it yeah, out. Yeah, so that was awesome. And I made some amazing, like lifelong friends um, in the cast as well. So it was really, it was really dope. Mm -hmm. I can imagine. Um, and then your next show was Frozen, which sadly closed uh, at the start of quarantine yes. or um, March of last year. Yeah. Um, can you believe it's almost been a year already? I We're cannot. in the middle of February. That is crazy to me. It's wild. Like coming back because I was in Georgia for a couple of months. I just got back earlier this week and coming back to the city almost a year after the shutdown and it's still being shut down and us having no clue um, of when it will reopen is a little daunting to see. Yeah, it is. But things are looking up right now. I think we're yeah. getting more hope. There was a period where it kind of seemed like all hell was going to break loose. <laughs> yes. um, but I think it's getting it's getting back slowly. So fingers crossed. Well Slowly but surely, hopefully. Slowly we'll but surely, yeah. And I mean, yeah. imagine how special opening night would be for any show. No oh, matter people are going to, like, first day of rehearsal is going to feel like a celebration. They yeah. probably will have a party. <laughs> yeah, I, I can imagine. I can imagine. Yes. And so going back to Broadway, um, you were a standby for Anna, which is super cool because that is one of the principal roles in, in the show. So that was kind of like you said, your step up again. Yes, it was, but it was um it was actually unexpected. I was in waitress and I was actually rehearsing for the a workshop of a new musical at the time called Ain't Too Proud. Ah. And yeah, and oh. so I was I was in rehearsals with that cast and creative team and we were developing the show and I was looking forward to possibly, you know, moving forward with them after this workshop was over. 
Um, and in the middle of the workshop, I was called in to audition for Frozen. And I was actually called in to audition for Elsa first. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, ooh, sing a little, let it go. Let's do yeah. it. Um, and so I went in for Elsa um, a couple times and they were like, she's so like joyous and bubbly. Like she's not really the older sister. And I'm like, what? I have a younger sister. Um, but I got what they were saying. They were like, you're very Anna spirited. So do you mind coming in for Anna? And I jumped at the chance because I was like, yeah, Anna falls in love. She's a principal. She, she goes on a journey. Like, yes, let's do it. And so I went in for Anna about, ooh, I think it was like seven or eight times. There were oh, wow. callbacks. Yeah. Final callbacks. There That's actually a lot for shows. Mm-hmm. Like shows don't have, or at least from what I understand, you don't have that many for well, I mean, it depends. It depends on with this in this particular situation. Um, they were switched. Frozen had switched over creative teams, so they had been oh, doing this was doing that like yeah, they, they like had, halfway through their whole thing they switched. Oh, oh, this was like right at the beginning. Then it wasn't. Yeah, this well, uh, well, Frozen had already. I think they had already had like two or three labs, and yeah. then they were switching over creative teams, and they were about to have another lab, and then but this they were was before go. like opening night and before the show opened. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This was like this, this was. was early on this was for Denver this was for like oh okay okay the Denver tryout Mm -hmm. and and it was for the Denver tryout and Broadway of course they wanted the whole cast to do both um but yeah so there there were new people new eyes and there were casts that had been a part of it before and so those people were coming back in and then there were new people coming in so it it was a lot um and they they wanted to get it right so they were very meticulous about of course because it's such a popular show especially with the demographic that would be coming in to see the show it would be important because everyone knows the show everyone knows let it go everyone knows Olaf you know everyone knows all that it's a Disney classic it is it is (laughs) so um so yeah after like a bunch of callbacks and and chemistry reads and all the and like uh music um sessions with the with the music director like everything I was told that they gave the role to Patty and I was like okay okay cool like she's been working on it for years like kudos to her congratulations and um I was a little butthurt but you know I was like okay here we go I like to think that you know what God has for me is for me and if if that's her blessing, that's hers, and mine will come at some point. And um, my agent was like, "But be on like on hold because I think they're gonna ask you to stand by." And I was like, "Oh, okay." Um, so here I am rehearsing for "Ain't Too Proud," like trying to see if they're gonna give a contract or something. And then my agent calls and was like, "So they want you to stand by for the Denver production and for Broadway." So he was like, "So what do you want to do?" <laughs> and I was actually a little stuck I was a little frozen in that moment um because Ain't Too Proud was a predominantly black cast and so being in a show like that was that doesn't come around often in our industry and um and the story of the show about the temptations like I grew up listening to that and the the cast amazing like it was just such an amazing experience and story to tell that I was like oh I really want to do this I want to wait to see if they'll offer me a contract but then on the other end I had like two contracts Denver and Broadway sitting here for a principal role um but being the standby 
to me also meant I still had those moments of like, what am I, am I going into the building today to be Anna or am I going in the building to sit upstairs in my yeah. dressing room? You know, and so I, it took me a little, it took me, I think it took like three weeks, three or four weeks for me to actually say yes. And, and I prayed about it. And I talked to my dad, I talked to my brother and I was like, okay, she's still a principal. And when you do go on, you're only going on for one part. You don't have to have six parts in your brain, you know, waiting. Um, so I was like, you know, she's a principal. This is a new, it's another original Broadway cast. It, it will be an amazing opportunity. And, you know, also for you to, to step into this role, being a woman of color will also be amazing. So mm -hmm. I ended up taking it <laughs> um, and it was another roller coaster. It was crazy, but um, I learned so much, like so much in standing by for that role. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can imagine. And so um, tell me a little bit, I, I know this varies per show, um, how they kind of operate this, but when, you know, um, a principal is out or a cast is out, whether it's ensemble when you're swinging or standbys when you're, you know, other principal is out, how do they kind of decide which standby understudy or swing goes oh, on okay. that day? Yeah, um, well, there's sort of, um, so the standby is usually called upon first because- Because they that, know the role the best, is that- well, I, I would say it's just because like that's their job like that is okay. their only job is to stand by for that role they are in the building waiting for you to call them so they can come down and do that um when it gets into like when you have a standby and an understudy the understudy has an ensemble role that they do every day so mm -hmm. Lauren Chapman was the understudy for Anna but Lauren was also in the ensemble so to pull Lauren out of the show you also then have to bring a swing to do her part, right? So, so if Patty was out and then Lauren went on, somebody else had to go on for Lauren. It's easier if Patty is out, Aisha goes on, Lauren stays in her spot. Nobody else has to, you know, so it's just a pop-in. So when you have a standby, they're usually called upon first. When it's a role that doesn't have a standby and it has multiple understudies, then it's up to the um, stage management and the director you know, to say, to say who, who gets to go on. Cause like the role of Hans had two or three covers in the building. So it was kind of just, they would kind of rotate with like, okay, Ross, your turn to go on next. Zach, it's your turn to go, you know, because it wasn't a standby, it was an understudy. Mm -hmm. But when you have a stand, when you specifically have a standby for the role, the standby generally goes on, gets the call first. Yeah. 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 Pretty that's pretty interesting because I know for a bunch of different shows, sometimes they'll do it on a rotational basis. Like you did it last time. So this person will do it this time. But yeah, that's pretty cool. Very and sometimes they, they, they do specify sometimes, not often um, mm -hmm. if there's a first or second cover in the contract. But they, oh, they okay. sometimes don't do that because I think <laughs> it can actually shoot them in the foot. Like if you say, if I'm signing the line as first cover and you actually haven't seen me do the role, but I'm signing the contract and then yeah. you see me do the role and you hate me doing the role, <laughs> then you are obliged to always put me on because I signed a contract saying first cover. So they don't always put that in the wording, um, but it usually in our show, it was a rotation. Uh, when it came to the understudies, but but the standby, I was called upon first, and then if I was unavailable, then Lauren was um, was next in line. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So now I want to go back to some of those horror stories that you have <laughs> um, about your swing experiences and standby and ensemble, because I'm sure everyone, no matter how many perfect performances you have, you have the same. Well, firstly, there's no such thing as a perfect performance. And even I know that. No, you can get um, very close to it. But, but there will always be something. Always there's yeah. something um, oh, yeah. will happen. Yes. Um, so yeah. So what? Okay. The first one I want to hear about is when you were called on five minutes before and then mid-show in Beautiful. So fi- the five minutes before, misquoted, the five minutes before was actually Frozen. Okay. Oh, yeah. So tell me about that. Uh, the five minutes before was Frozen. Um, Patty had a, a personal emergency and had to leave. And I was upstairs and they called me and I was I was in rehearsals. I was actually in rehearsals for once upon a one more time uh, around this time during like a workshop. So I had been in rehearsal all day. So I was warm and like, you know, ready to go. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting upstairs like, hmm, what am I going to do today? And then my phone rang and my stage manager was like, so um, Patty's out and we're going to need you to be on. And I was like, okay. It's, what do you want me to do? You want me to come downstairs? Like, what do you, cause it's five minutes before places mm-hmm. and I'm on the seventh floor. My hair is in this lovely little curly poof <laughs> and I, I have to prep my hair. I have to do a whole face of makeup. Yeah, get my costume. Elsa and Anna are on very early on in the show. It's you like, know, you, you like, got like 15, 20 minutes and then they're in. Yeah. So it's not that much time. And oh. as far as like our um, hair supervisor, he puts on our wigs at the top of the show and then he goes to help other people with their wigs. So it's also like he has to get me done before he starts the show. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was like, okay, I'll come downstairs. And I went downstairs and I looked at my hair supervisor and was like, I don't know what you want to do with my hair, but we can figure something out quick. (laughs) And um, do like painted on my face and they kept knocking on the door. They were like, are you ready? And I'm like, no, I'm not ready. I just got down here. And so like after the third or fourth time of of them asking, was I ready? I was like, just start the show. It's just fine. Just start it. We'll get there. It's fine. Um, Did you get there? I got there. there. (laughs) I got there. We we got my wig on, got my makeup going, got my costume. And I was like, okay, here we go. Took a few deep breaths and just went for it. It it takes a little minute to get into the groove of the show when you're thrown on like that. But you kind of just have to trust the work that you have put in previously mm-hmm. and uh, go on stage and just go for it. And, and it was like, I mean, I had already been on a couple of times, so it was in my body. Yeah. Uh, but the, the very first time I went on for Anna was the day before the first understudy rehearsal. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. And, <laughs> and we, had, we had done the Denver production out of town. Um, but I didn't go on in Denver. We were rehearsed in Denver. And then when we got to New York, the show shifted a lot. And so there were new things. And I was in rehearsal every day, like taking notes and making sure I knew everything. Yeah. And we had had music rehearsals and everything, but actually being on stage and going through the blocking and, and like dancing and like everything like that, I hadn't done that yet. And it was literally, I think our, it was the week after we opened. You use, they usually don't start rehearsing the understudies until they open the show. Because the, the uh, main principal characters are, that are going to be on every night, they matter more at that point. You know, yeah. they're, they're the opening night cast. Yeah, they're the ones getting reviewed and by the- Right, yeah, yeah. And, and so, 
Mm -hmm. So we just take a seat back and we take our notes and we wait until it's our turn. Um, And it was the week after we opened and we were supposed to have our first day rehearsal on Thursday up on our feet on the stage. And it was Wednesday and Patty had bronchitis. And it was the, the matinee. She was like struggling to get through it. And they kept calling me. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, am I gonna have to go on? Am I gonna have to go on? And they were like, can you come downstairs? And I was like, okay. And I went downstairs and they were like, so in between shows, we need to try on some costumes because all my costumes weren't ready. All of my wigs weren't done. They were like, we need to try on some costumes just in case Patty can't, you know, do tonight's show. And I was like, okay and so I went back upstairs and I was like god please don't make me go on tonight but I was like if I do have to go on just like help me get through it and Mm -hmm. just you know allow me to to be successful and so I I went back upstairs during the matinee I warmed up my voice um and I just went through my script I kept going through my script to make sure I knew I was memorized and everything but I kept going through to make sure I knew the blocking Mm -hmm. and um Yeah. And then knowing the blocking on stage is one thing, but also knowing the the blocking backstage where to go. It's a whole nother. Yeah. Cause people are changing. People are making entrances. Like it's a lot. And so I was just a little nervous. And so in between shows, I walked out like outside of the theater to breathe and just like go get some food and kind of just, I don't know, get my mind together just in case I had to go on. And when I got back to the theater, I was on stage with the dance captain. And she was like, okay, we're just going to run through some stuff in case you have to go on tonight. If not, you'll be even more prepared for tomorrow's rehearsal. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, cool. We could do that. And my stage manager came out and was like, oh, Aisha, Patty, she's going to be fine tonight. So you guys can be on the stage rehearsing for tomorrow if you want to, but you should be fine. And I was like, yes. And then like, not even, not even five minutes later, he came back and was like, so you're Anna. (laughs) And I was like, I love that okay and I was like okay I need to um I need to to call my family and I need to cry and document this moment and I like went into the corner had a nice little cry made a quick little video and I called my parents and was like y'all I'm going on and I texted my friends and my family and was just like okay it's happening tonight prayers up I need them all and we rehearsed for the next two hours the the ensemble came in to run some things on stage they tried on different wigs and costumes and two hours later they were like here we go and I was like okay I was like where where does she go for her first entrance literally (laughs) um but yeah but I had watched and I had rehearsed so much that it it happened and it was almost seamless there were like a few moments but some people came up to me after the show and were like the fact that you haven't been rehearsed and you just did that is crazy and I was like thank you thank you for that I appreciate you saying that That makes me feel amazing um but it was yeah it was wild and and the show is like two hours and 15 minutes so just went through it and was like don't think too hard just do it and yeah and looked across the stage at the end of the show and saw that I was taking the final bow with Casey Levy and just bawled my little eyes out. Yeah, I mean, I would too. Honestly, everything aside, I would do the exact same thing. <laughs> I would do the yes. exact same thing. Mm-mm. Okay, now what about you getting pulled mid-show in Beautiful? Yes, okay, so that, yes, that was beautiful. 
um one of the actresses just to be clear the experience was not beautiful the show was beautiful <laughs> just in case anyone was listening it was actually not there are a few times that i'm horrified there are times that i'm very like anxious and like nervous but being like this is horrible there are very few times that that has happened but this particular um it's funny because I'm always so calm. Like people are like, you're always so calm. And I'm like, yeah, but on the inside, sometimes I'm going a little crazy. But I know that like me spiraling out does not help the cause. Yeah. <laughs> me spiraling out yeah. does not help the show continue seamlessly. And does so not help I, you get a better performance either. Yeah. So I'm, I don't allow myself to like get to that level of, of flustered. Um, Nicole, but how do you do that? prayer Prayer, deep breaths um and and honestly being prepared so like doing my homework I'm that person that is like studying studying I have the voice recordings on my phone for the harmonies for this for that so if I ever need to check it like I'm that person and I know that being prepared helps in the moment of that like having no notice if I'm prepared I'm not gonna it's gonna be fine like Mm -hmm. I know I can trust myself and trust the homework that I've done so yeah being prepared praying and deep breaths and dance parties Mm -hmm. in the dressing room before I have to go yes yes (laughs) it's good to keep things light in stressful situations you have to you have to now some days I have to go into a corner and scream and be like okay here we go but most days I'm I'm kind of good at like keeping it calm because I know that's that's not going to help my performance you know um but beautiful I was in the audience of beautiful watching because um one of the ladies was about to go on vacation and so I knew it was also the part of Janelle and I knew that she was about to be gone for a week so I was like oh let me go out and watch because as a as a swing you can go watch the show whenever you want to and so mm-hmm. I was just sitting in the in the very back row of the audience watching and about like 20 minutes in, I felt like a tap on my shoulder and I was like, what in the world? And I turned around and it was my wardrobe supervisor and my stage manager being like, you're on, you need to come with us, you're on. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? So then I get up and I'm following them and they're like, yes, uh, Rebecca's not feeling well. So you're on for Janelle tonight. And I was like, okay. But Janelle has an entrance at the top of the show as the ensemble. But then later on, a few scenes in, she introduces herself as Janelle. So it's easy to make the switch if I get on stage before the character is introduced. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, okay, we only have like, like 10 or 15 minutes to get you on and get you ready to go, go on for Janelle. And I was like, okay, okay, cool, cool, cool here we go. My makeup was done. (laughs) My makeup was done because I had randomly had a photo shoot or something that day. So I didn't have to worry about like putting on a a face of makeup. Um, And they prepped my hair very quickly and had my wig ready. And they like had my costume laid out. My tights were rolled up, like everything. And I was like, okay, okay, here we go. Here we go. And they were all like frantically going about. And I was like, guys, it's okay. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. We'll be good. And I got dressed. And then I went upstairs and I made the entrance and we did it. And I was on stage singing, uh, will you still love me tomorrow? And I was looking out into the audience like, y'all don't even know. I was sitting next to you literally like 20 minutes ago. And now I'm yeah. up here 
front of you doing the show. Yeah. Like the magic of live theater. Crazy. Welcome to the industry. Like what? I was like, this is wild. Um, but yeah, it, it seamless. It it was fine. And again, I had been on for the part and I knew that I was going on for the part the next week. So I had refreshed. So it was fine, but it was a little wild that they were just like, come on and pull me out the back of the audience. 20 minutes later, up, up in front of everybody in full costume, just going with the flow. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So now this is the question that I ask everyone. Um, and it's okay. very vague, but what is your dream role? And the reason why I make it so vague is because you could say anything. It could be, you know, Broadway, off Broadway, an offstage role, creative team, TV, film, you know, literally anything. Yes. Well, whenever people ask me this question, I always say um, it hasn't been written yet because my dream role is for someone to write a role specifically for me. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my dream role. It's not out there yet, but it's going to be crafted and tailored to me and my gifts and my skills. And I can't wait I can't wait to do it, to see it, to read it, and to bring it to life. I can't wait to see you in it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So yes. Yeah. So we've talked about dream roles now, but what has been your favorite past production? Because you've done a lot in a lot of different um, areas as well, you know, swinging on Broadway, standby on Broadway, principals off Broadway, you know, a bunch of different stuff. Yeah. Um, let's see. One of my favorite, one of my favorite shows to be in. Um, was a show called Witness Uganda and it went we did it at American Repertory Theater and that was actually when I first worked with Diane Paulus Um, and it was my first gig working with the biggest and brightest stars in the whole industry (laughs) and that was my very first like gig that I booked after moving to the city so I was elated Um, it got me my equity card so I was also happy about that yeah I mean that's amazing first time like first show in New York City and you're already equity you were this I mean this is what like one of those things that's just like you couldn't have done anything else no this had to be (laughs) what you did yes and like and that's the thing too is kind of confirmation whenever these doors would open like that I was like oh okay I'm supposed to be doing this okay okay thank you God thanks for opening that door thank you you know and um yeah that being my first show out here it was beautiful um to be a part of that production because it was a new musical the world premiere was at American Repertory Theater and it was about um these group of Ugandan kids and um my friend Griffin Matthews and his husband, they started an organization to send these students to to school to get an education. And so that's what the show was about. And we got to meet the students, like developing the show, we would be on Skype with them and like talk to them. And, And then years later, when I left Beautiful, it was to do another production of that same show. They switched the name to Invisible Thread it was at, it was off Broadway, but we took a trip to Uganda oh, as wow. a cast, and That's we met funny. the students. Yes, it was it was life changing. It was my first time out of the country, and to do do something like this that had so much purpose, yeah, and passion, um, and to meet the students that these characters were written um, about, like it was it was amazing so that to me was uh is a production that I hold very near and dear to my heart and an experience that is 
unforgettable. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's like exceptionally amazing. You know, you don't hear about cast traveling to literally the other side of the world. Correct. And yeah. when they were like, so we're going to you guys, because they go yearly to check on the students. And they were like, so we're going and we want you guys to come with us. And we ended up shooting like a music video while we were out there. Like it was, it was crazy. Like it, it was wild. I was like, this is amazing. I will never have this experience ever again. I'm so happy to be present in this moment here in Uganda with yeah. these beautiful people. Like it was, it was amazing. Yeah. I mean, I'm hundred percent sure that it was, I mean, I couldn't imagine it being anything less than. Yeah. And then we were like on the Nile and there's a song in the show called I Cross the Blue. And that's the song that I sang. And I was on the Nile singing that song with my cast, like while we were just in Uganda. I was like, what, what is life? What is life right now? What yeah. is so there's so many beautiful experiences that happened during that show. So I, that's what I'll say is one of my favorite, favorite productions to be a part of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's literally like those things you see in the movies of like Correct. the person getting that like realization of like how great is what like what's going on. And it's like, you lived yeah. it in reality, which is so cool. It is very cool. It yeah. is very cool. Mm hmm. So final question before we end this off, which is kind of sad because I had so much fun talking to you. Um, <laughs> but do you have any advice for people that want to be in this crazy, crazy, crazy industry? Yeah, let's see. I have a few nuggets. The first I'll say is you have to be passionate about it. You know, you it has to be something that you love and genuinely desire to pursue because if you don't, like, you will want to quit because I love it and I have a passion for it. And there are moments that I'm like, what am I doing? Um, and so I feel like you have to really be invested in it because you're gonna get a lot of no's, you're gonna get a lot of rejection. That's just like, that's the nature of this business. And so if you don't have that passion and that drive behind um, behind this goal of, of pursuing Broadway and pursuing this industry, you you might want to give up and so I, I say like make sure you really love it make sure you have a community of support because you're gonna need it yeah um and you know try not to compare your journey to others it's easier said than done for sure but like we we each have a unique path that that is made for us specifically and so sometimes if you're looking to the left or to the right and you're comparing yourself to what somebody else is doing you're going to get distracted um, from what it is you're, you've been called to do, mm -hmm. you know, and you, and it might make you angry and it might make you jealous and like all these different things. And so it's so important to celebrate others when they're winning and, and, and wait on your blessing to come and, and wait for your moment. Cause you're going to want them to celebrate you when you win. And um, yeah, everybody has their unique calling. And so don't like, don't get discouraged if you're not where your neighbor is or where you're, colleague is like your mm -hmm. time will come just be patient keep working hard yeah. and trust that your blessing is on the way <laughs> yeah 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 so thank you so much for joining me today Aisha I've so, had such a great time talking to you and I'm sure everyone who listened will say the same well I enjoyed chatting with you this morning as well yeah well your life has been a roller coaster but in the best way possible and yes. that's for sure <laughs> yes and thank you to everyone who tuned in. 
So look out for future episodes airing every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Stay safe, everyone. Bye.